0: Hi, I'm Isaac
1: and I'm Elizabeth and you're listening to Gen Impact, a podcast of the Aptos Community Youth Program where we provide entertaining and informative feedback for all audiences.
0: Schools have been closed since March of 2020. It is now May of 2021, meaning an entire year of online education has passed. School in Santa Cruz County has partially opened up, as school is slowly coming to an end, now is a great time to reflect on this year of distance learning and hybrid learning. In this episode, we explore the topic of education by talking to a teacher about their personal experience with distance learning.
1: Today, we are sitting down with Karen Elric, an experienced leadership teacher at Aptos Junior High School, who has been teaching for 40 years in Santa Cruz County to discuss what her life has been like with distance learning. Welcome to Gen Impact, Miss Elric.
2: Thank you, thanks for having me on here to discuss all these important issues with distance learning.
0: We're happy to have you. All right. um, so let's start off um, with a question here. We're nearing the end of the school year. Can you take some time to reflect on your experience with distance learning?
2: Well now that we're almost finished with it, we have four more weeks and counting, so it's pretty exciting. It's, it's interesting how I feel about it. I'm, I'm surprised I survived. I did. I'm really proud of myself. Um, this was hard. This was really hard. I, um, as a veteran teacher, I had to almost revolutionize my teaching in this last year. I had to look at learning in a whole other way. I I was very proud of looking, being able to read children and be compassionate towards children and I couldn't see them. I saw a dot mm-hmm. and it was really hard to, to um, make learning accessible for all kids and to keep adapting and swirling my learning around. So I think, I think my resiliency and perseverance and a core group of wonderful teachers that we all just kept meeting and talking and what have you tried that worked try this again how can we how can we help them um, how can we deliver food to kids how can we deliver um, computers to students so they hot spots so they can even get the first step of the technology itself um, I think I think that was my my that's my first part of the reflection of this year that I kind of made it my perseverance mm-hmm. through this yeah
0: yeah and I, I know you've talked about um kind of that survival mode um that you've been in um at times in distance learning and you th- you, f- you really feel like that survival mode that perseverance um that determination um has got has helped you get through those experiences
2: I do. I think that, again, I had a really nice little group of teachers that we met uh, regularly, and we, we really did share best practices, and that really helped. I, and we all have a very similar work ethic and drive, so, so that made a difference. Me being the older one, they had to help me with a lot of technology issues, so I had to get over myself with that and just say, I need help, you guys. I don't know how to make all these Google Classrooms. I don't know how to do all this. So a lot of grace given to myself and to my colleagues and especially to kids. I was very proud that I was a compassionate teacher and I led with compassion first, but it really became very important to really focus on their mental health issues of social, emotional, and physical, remind myself to go to the computer with water. Mm-hmm. We have a little chat with the teachers that say, remember, get your big water bottle of water today, not just <laughs> coffee. Um, but also give the kiddos a time, okay, we're doing head, shoulders, knees, and toes right now, which is hard to make junior hires do, <laughs> but they were so desperate to get up off of their chair too. They. They would do it, and they would even ask for it. I think it's a head-shoulders moment. I'm like, okay, let's do that. <laughs> I think I learned how to give grace to myself more than anything I've ever done.
0: Mm-hmm. That's that's great. Um, yeah, I, I heard you mention students when you were talking about that, so can we switch, switch topics here? Talk about what you've heard from students about distance learning?
2: I've heard a lot of frustration and tears and it's changed right so a year ago we thought it was going to be two weeks so it was kind of like yay yippee skippy I'm not going back to school I have an extra two weeks off and then it became this sad am I ever going to see my friends and then it was oh well I'm done with this year Mm -hmm. and then we were all hoping to go back and then that didn't happen so it's been a huge adrenaline rush for everybody. And depending on who, what your family situation was, some kids were able to roll with it pretty well. And some kids, this was really a struggle. This was super challenging. Um, I'm kids have brought up their mental health issues. Kids have brought up. So how many hours is not okay to be sleeping? Miss Elric, (laughs) you know, um, I kind of sleep 12 to 15 hours a day sometimes, is that good, you know? Um, wow. <laughs> so so they know that something's different, but then mm-hmm. again, they don't even see their peers because we're just a dot on a screen. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I hear from students often, I'm doing the very best I can um, most of my students were really, really good at communicating with me. You know, I left my stuff at my dad's, or now I'm at my grandma's because my mom's going back to work. So it was a whole lot of, of family situations that we also had to adapt to. And I was really just trying to, you know, you take care of yourself, get settled, then, then let me know what you can do and what you can handle a lot of I'm lonely a lot of students I'm really lonely but Mm -hmm. I don't know I don't have a I don't have any way to fix this you know they were pretty helpless Um, I'm proud of my students I'm proud of like students like you guys past students like you guys that still got huge big things done Mm -hmm. so I think some kids were able to have that resiliency and were able to keep themselves busy and others just it was this was just so overwhelming and so out of their control as it has been with teachers. We we have no control over any of this. um, But some kids were able to soldier on, so to speak.
0: Yeah, and I think it's really important to see that initiative in kids. Before you know, in the past, they were in elementary school. And their parents did everything for them, but now they're here in the big show. <laughs> for them. They're <laughs> in junior high now, yeah. but they're in co- like we're in COVID, um, and to see that that initiative, um, I think, is really important. Yes, uh- I
2: mean, there's students that I would have, and they showed compassion towards each other. I have one student that has to watch her brother two days a week, and sometimes I'd be calling her name in class. Hey, are you okay? Or do you want to read now, or can you answer that? And the kids will pipe in and say, "Remember, today's the day she watches her brother," and or she's talking really quiet on camera or on the mic because her brother's sleeping in the portico right behind her. Mm. I mean, there's been some challenges, and sh- and yet she's a straight A student. Yeah. She has wow. she has made it. And she will type, No, he's sleeping today, so this is what I'm doing, and communicates it with me. So, it, but, it's, but it's impressive. It's impressive.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. Um, I know that you were planning on retiring this year. Um, so I kind of want to move into talking about what inspires <laughs> you uh, to keep trying, to keep pushing through such hard times.
2: Well, I think this was going to be my last year, and I decided not to. I couldn't really go out without seeing kids, without seeing that roll of the eye or, (laughs) you know, that little junior high swagger, like, I got this. You can't tell me anything. Um, But I, I dug it. I thought it was great. I taught kindergarten. For 15 years um, before, and so this last 20, I've been teaching junior high, and I always used to tease and say, "Hey, they're just kindergartners on hormones." It's it's a it's a wonderful it's it's the best it's the best secret. Junior high is the best secret. Mm. They still want to do stuff with you. They still aren't totally embarrassed of you all the time. I can make little jokes, but for me. I had to see the kids. I had to. I had to know it wasn't just going into a black screen. I had to see, you know, that look of I'm thinking, I'm thinking up to the heavens, maybe it'll come down mm-hmm. to me, or um, that crawl under the desk. I, I don't know. Please don't ask me today. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't. I can't do this today. I don't get any of those cues off a box, um, and I just wanted to enjoy it because this has been so hard for me. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to get some joy in it for me too for my last one out. Um, I think also I want to I want to make sure that we do take care of these kids when they come back. I'm concerned about their mental health issues. I'm concerned that we we seem to be on the track right now that we do care about kids physically and emotionally, socially, emotionally, not just academically. I want to make sure we kind of stay in that lane, and mm-hmm. and and kind of teach that and support that whole 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 learner. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I'm looking forward to those aha moments because they're they're not as embarrassed to speak up because they have to literally turn on their mic too. I have a friend that's in my little group of teachers, and she goes, I had the best aha moment today. <laughs> I had a student who turned on his camera, who never turns on his mm. camera, and looked her straight and said, hey, you mean every time there's a word, there's a vowel? <laughs> and this is a junior higher, but for some reason, he just had that moment. And th- that's what keeps us going that's what keeps us going. And, that's great. Yeah. And we all dug hearing that from her too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, certainly that, that personal connection um, is one of the things that students are missing too. Um, but I want to go into what you talked about um, just before, which was <clears throat> some kind of things that you would like to have changed um, when we go back next year. So can you kind of elaborate on that more?
2: Um sure I think that um, I think this is an opportunity for reset especially for junior hires and high schoolers how can we set up our environments in a more supportive way for kids Um, junior hires and high schoolers still need those systems and structures that are safe how if we have this opportunity to reset our environment, what would that perfect environment look like? And, and right now, I wish we were putting time into that, but it's it's hard. It's really difficult to find that time right now. What would what would safe um, quads you know, for kids to gather and look like? What would safer lunch rooms look like? Could there be more social-emotional support at lunch so kids aren't getting pulled out? What happens if you're which I do expect some social anxiety with all these kids at a break or lunch. Is there a safe space to go? Mm -hmm. Are we providing those that are just part of the system so it's not such a push? Mm. Um, When I think about it, the students that are coming back onto campus in the fall, the last time those seventh graders were on a campus, they were fifth graders. Wow. So, and some of you, like in this, you haven't been on the high school campus. Mm-hmm. How are you gonna navigate that safely, physically, and emotionally, you know? How's that gonna look? And as adults, can we, as educators, I would like to set that up as much as we can to support them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, um, so can you kind of talk about then your your teaching philosophy, philosophy um, and distance learning and maybe how it's different or how it's similar to your teaching philosophy philosophy in person before COVID?
2: Well, I think, you know, it's hard to change an old dog after this many years, but mm-hmm. um, I think I led with the compassion this year, um, more so than ever. I I was mm-hmm. genuinely curious, you know, how are you learning? You know, what's what's your space looking like? Is there something I can do? Um, I know I dropped off a few supply bags to students just because they said, I don't have colored pencils or I don't have paper. And we we made some little trips to make sure kids had what they needed to have. Um, Really, patience with everything, don't assume anything Mm -hmm. don't assume they have an environment don't assume they have a computer that works on the other side too don't assume assume they're just playing Minecraft don't assume (laughs) they're just I mean you know it's Mm -hmm. for some of them it might be a safe assumption but not all of them and um, don't assume that they're even in a room learning by themselves Mm
1: -hmm. most of them
2: are learning at the kitchen table and when they turn on their mic you can hear you know grandma in the distance the baby crying and the tv game show going Mm -hmm. um so just be really mindful of what the kids are doing um so that was mainly and i wasn't as concerned about covering the material i normally cover i Mm -hmm. was concerned really looked at everything like is this essential and Mm -hmm. is this accessible to them
1: right
0: exactly yeah
2: you know it they can they'll be able to look up where brazil is next year but we need to know that everything i'm giving them to do they can even equally access so we can Mm -hmm. have a nice discussion or be learning
1: yeah does that make you want to know more about them personally the students
2: Yeah, so it was really Mm -hmm. nice to, you know, the normal, right now at the end of the year, the unit is facing adversity. Well, before I used to get that, I've never had anything bad happen. Now it's like, okay, how did we all get through this? How have we all done it differently? You know, and I think they have a different capacity for empathy, too like I said, when they remind me, remember that today's the day she watches her brother, you know, so they've even built in that. Now, Mm -hmm. so that's, that's interesting. And that's cool. That's a resiliency factor that'll get them through a lot right now. Yeah, so they'll be able to carry this with them. You guys survived. You really did survive. You have you have you persevered and you survived.
0: Yeah, and and part of what comes with that is that um, compassion aspect that you talked about earlier, because we are we all are in the same boat, um, and like we're all learning yeah. from home, um, and that comes with individual challenges for everybody. Um, but I also heard you mention some kind of of those equity challenges earlier. So can you kind of talk about the greatest? What do you, what do you think the greatest challenge facing teachers today is? Facing
2: yeah. teachers or okay for. I'll Teachers. start with students. Yeah. Okay go, okay, go ahead. Just because that makes a big difference. On, I feel like how I teach, right? Yeah. So at the beginning, especially last year, not everybody. I mean, we didn't. I didn't even know what a hot spot was. What's a hot spot? I mean, you know. <laughs> and at PVUSD, our district so um, so spread out. So many children are learning in a rural situation they didn't have. So I had students lit working um, at the library in their parents' car, their grandma's car. Mm -hmm. I had all these different, so access and equity was a huge part of it. So kids that were getting straight A's, but they lived very way out, they couldn't keep their computer up and going for uh, hours on end like Mm that. Um, As far as equity with teachers, well i mean hopefully you've been adapting i mean hopefully and most of us are i had one teacher friend that said you know i never looked at it this but we feed america in public schools we mentally physically and emotionally we were feeding feeding america and when we couldn't reach out to those kids it was a huge we made a huge impact and Mm -hmm. we we you hopefully we were missed unfortunately we were kind of vilified and I think right now the biggest challenge for me right now is I hear that I just don't want to go back to class I don't want to go back in person Mm -hmm. and that that kind of respect level to to teachers and some teachers are very flustered and very angry about it, and others just keep going on. I'm not, I know I'm not on any social media or anything like that because it would bum me out because I don't have any power over this.
0: Right. I would have
2: been back a long time ago, but, we, but mm-hmm. we, the system wasn't set up that way.
0: Mm-hmm. So now that we've kind of looked forward to the future now, um, can you kind of describe what resources uh, you think could help your school the most going into the fall of 2021?
2: Well, like I said, I'm, I'm really hoping we can get like a little think tank or a group together on how to restart, reset school. I'm hoping for, I mean, in my opinion, kind of um, a soft opening almost Mm -hmm. so it's not so bam in your face because usually junior high is like here we go and we're off rolling I don't think we're going to be able to do that as much as we'd all like to and Mm -hmm. get everybody instantly caught up I think there's going to be some mental health issues for kids and families and teachers all of us Mm -hmm. all of us I mean I'm not going to be used to navigating 30 kids in my room anymore Mm-hmm. I am not, you know, it, we all are going to have to show some patience in, with this. Um, I think we need to really look at our physical buildings and some of the ways we have, so children can and learners can spread out around campus, some physical parts to our building. Do we have enough shade structures? Do we have, um, like I said, um, quiet spaces for kids to sit out in the vitamin D, get some vitamin D. They don't have Mm -hmm. to go into a classroom at a break, but it can be more of a mellow place and not so scary. Um, I think we're gonna have to really uh, think about um, building community, how is that gonna look like now? Mm Because we're not gonna be able to be doing some of those cutesy little fun games, because it's all gonna be different now. So how do we build community, but be safe? Mm -hmm. Um, I think we're going to have to really think about that I also think again making no we can't make assumptions that kids are going to bring their chromebook every day (laughs) that kids are going Mm -hmm. to it's not going to break all the time so we need to make sure we have all of all of the just the necessary tech equipment available to children and families right so I'm, I'm looking at that too
1: And I think that a lot of kids are not necessarily don't want to go back, but I think are sort of fearful of going Mm -hmm. back. Um, Me personally, I'm a little bit nervous to jump right back into the social scene when I've been staring at a screen and no faces for so many months. Um,
2: Exactly. And that's what I mean by I think we're going to have to really look at what how do we welcome back students those first two weeks. Mm -hmm. Some sort of for lack of a better term soft opening so it, it's not so overwhelming it's not it's not so scary i don't think right. it means it's just a little kid i think it, i think we all are gonna have to give us that space in that time to adjust
0: mm-hmm. and not
2: just jump in and say okay this year it never happened <laughs> you know mm-hmm. get back on i just don't think that's gonna happen and mm-hmm. i don't think we'll have success if we have that attitude right
1: yeah <clears throat>
0: Um, and, and I agree with you, Miss Elric. Um, and I also want to touch on what Elizabeth said, is that kind of like that fear aspect of going back. Um, I, I feel like a lot of it comes from the unknown. You know, we, no one no one knows what's going to happen next year because we don't know where we're going to be standing with COVID, mm-hmm. um, with going back to school. So I feel like that aspect of fear um, and the unknown is, is really going to impact how we learn next year. And that's why I think it's important to have that soft opening. Because, you know, it's going to take a while for students to get back into the groove again. I mean, our whole lives have changed because of COVID um, and distance learning. And that soft opening is really going to provide a space uh, for students to get back into the groove of things easily and just get, get rolling again
2: and safely and to be to be mindful that we're all not in the same space Mm -hmm. we're not all in the same mind space with this. some kids might be able to pop right in and then other kids are very fearful because they live in a multi-generational home they don't still don't want to bring anything back or they're caregiving and I mean, just on a light note, I think you all are going to have a hard time not being with your phones as much, you know, as you have. Been. You're addicted to that. I mean, how are you not going to do that? Mm-hmm. So I mean, there's going to be a lot of little challenges. A lot yeah,
0: of I'm, and, and we've gotten used to working in our own environment. I mean, sometimes I take calls from the couch, um, you know, I'm used to like being able to walk outside after class and just kind of decompress or like all those little aspects of home, eating whenever I want, (laughs) all those, all those little aspects um, are going to be so much different next year. So uh, it's certainly going to be a challenge, but I think it's one that everyone's going to be willing to undertake to get back to normal. Yeah. Um, Let's move in. To talking about something that you've learned from this past year of teaching, um, is there anything specifically that you feel like you've learned more than any of your other 40 years of teaching that you would like to maybe <laughs> um, <laughs> implement into the rest of your life, or maybe into, you know, what what is something that you've learned this year?
2: Um, I have a new appreciation for my patients. I think it was really good for my husband to hear my patience level. He goes, "Wow, you're really patient all morning with those kids." <laughs> you know, I'm like, "Yes, I am, aren't I?" Like I said, because I made that choice to stay to come back again, I guess I'm proud, or you know, of of my devotion, my to to teaching, that of I really course. did want to go out at the top of my game, not kind of like discouraged. And for me, I needed that personally. So that's something I had to learn, is that my career was was really important to me and being a teacher was very important to me. Um, so I I think, I think that's kind of, I was surprised how much it meant to me.
0: Patience, yeah, certainly mm-hmm. important. Um, and that, that also ties into the, the compassion aspect that you talked about earlier.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but, but as a student-led podcast, Elizabeth and I would like to get your opinion um, on something that you can do to support um, or s- something that students can do to support either their school, themselves, their teacher. Like, what, Is there some advice that you'd like to give to students right now, something that you want students to hear?
2: This is a hard question for me because I don't really, I, I see it as what I'm giving you. I love that you're putting it back on me. Like, what do you need from me? I really like that. I really appreciate the question, but it was hard. Um, I think, I'm, like I said, I'm doing this unit on facing adversity, and kids were saying, I never knew how much I loved school. Till I didn't get it for a year. The first, you know, last year was fine, but this year was tough. Um, So maybe kind of come back with a good attitude that I do like school. Thank you. This is awesome to be here and awesome to be seeing your face, Mm -hmm. you know, person instructor, as much as it is we are excited to see you. Um, So I think I appreciate how you guys – have really respected the professional professionalism of the teachers you have. I think that's really important to lead by example. Like, yeah, they're just as tired as us and we're still keeping in contact with our teachers. Um, I think that most teachers see teaching as an art form and it's nice for you guys to appreciate that and to mm-hmm. go, hey, they, um, I also think Or I'm really excited about how you guys even reached out to um, Jimmy Panetta, our local um, representative, and said, this is what's going on with kids. Thanks for representing. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Keep that going. Thanks for representing us. Thanks for saying we're not all looking at Minecraft yep, there's some of us, but we're not. and we we did soldier on, and we did get through this, and our teachers did show up for us every day, because what I hear a lot of is how bad us teachers are and how we just were, you know, grocery mm-hmm. shopping and throwing a couple lessons up. And that you all know that's not true. So I really appreciate how you're how you're showing up for your teachers and how you're supporting each other because you guys got to support each other more and how brave you are (laughs) I appreciate that and I I, I'm looking forward to that I'm looking forward to kids having an appreciation of just the whole institution of school
1: yeah
0: yeah and and I I think this year especially from students um there's been like a great appreciation for teachers because they're in the same boat as us I mean I have I have probably three or four teachers that are teaching at home with kids, um, and, and you can hear their kids crying in the background or asking, mm-hmm. you know, asking for help just because they're they're people and they're their parents. Um, and we're in the same boat. I mean, I have siblings in my background talking when I'm talking to my teachers, so I feel like that kind of um, that humanization of teachers, um, you know, getting to see them in, in their natural environments at home <laughs> um, has kind of you know, like I said, humanized teachers um, and has mm-hmm. made students a lot more grateful for their teachers and their school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's one of the things going back um, that is going to kind of help is that, you know, that humanization again of teachers. Um, I don't think people are going to take for granted um, our schooling as much anymore. Um, it's I'm looking forward to that um, and, and to kind of look that new, more professional workspace at school. Um, there's certainly, you know, going to be there's going to be that social aspect of school that, you know, you're happy to see your friends, but I think people are really going to be ready to learn mm-hmm. um, and, and get back to, like, regular regular learning in um, that professional environment.
2: I think so, too. I'm hoping. I'm hoping so. I think so. I mean, from what I hear from kids, yes, for sure.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Elizabeth, is there anything else you'd like to add?
2: No, I don't think
1: so. Thank you, Ms. Alric, for coming on the show, and uh, thank you to everyone that's listening. Thank thank you you. for
2: giving me an opportunity to say a little bit about teaching. And, again, thank you guys for being so brave and supporting your peers. Of course. You guys are just awesome. I can't say it enough. Thank
1: you.
0: Thank you. All right, everyone, that wraps up this episode of the Generation Impact Podcast.